This is exactly right. Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. Welcome to the podcast. Um, I wonder what you're doing. If you're, I don't know, if you're listening to this podcast while you're working parking enforcement, maybe take a minute to just cut some people a break. I was just out and I didn't feed the meter. I just had to run to the car and I was so anxious. So, you know, Maybe just don't be a narc for 30 seconds of your life. Give everybody a minute to just breathe with the meter. And on the other side, if you're listening to this while considering an illegal parking job, I don't know, maybe circle the block a couple of times and look for something that's a little more doable. I don't know. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy everyone's here, and I'm so happy about today's guest. Everybody loves her. We're so excited to talk to her. It's Lisa Traeger. Lisa. Hello. I don't know if everybody loves me. Enough people love me, but <laughs> enough to assume everybody. Yeah, yeah. But I got I, there's some enemies around town. Start naming enemies. We've got an hour. Just get out your list, unfurl the scroll, and begin naming enemies. Sometimes I get confrontational. I'm trying to work on it. Do you watch Below Deck? No, I've had it recommended to me so many times, and I'm certain I would love it. Yeah, yacht, upstairs, downstairs, you know, hot people hooking up. Uh, Annalise heard this already, but there's like one girl came for this other girl and was like, you're the worst chief stew, you suck it. That like went for her and the other girl went, okay. And it <laughs> drove this bitch wild. And I was like, that's what I want to do from now on. I want to be a, okay. <laughs> Just not giving anybody anything that they want. Because I I get too emotional about everything, and I want to be like, doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> so badly. I think that's wonderful. And I, that really is the absolute defense. The other person will lose their mind because they want you to also be on their level of hysteria. Well, recently I got into a fight with a friend, and she was like, you're being really defensive. I go, oh, I'm really defensive. I go, oh, yeah, <laughs> you just said something shitty and I'm defend. What are you talking? Of course. Do you feel like you're getting in fights like daily, weekly? How often are you confronting someone? Oh, um, I would say weekly, but sometimes it's not that important. Like someone was kind of yelling at um, a server and I went, don't yell at her. Oh, that's that's so- a very heroic that's a conference and that's he did my favorite thing when then after you say it they go i wasn't yelling i wasn't yelling but their voice changes <laughs> just immediately proving yeah <laughs> that that is not their regular volume of voice yeah. um so my that's boyfriend a confrontation. Is, he's confrontational yeah. he's not he is confrontational but he's loud so it does seem like he's frequently confronting or like trying to cause some sort of situation but it's just the level of 
volume of his voice. His mom, I think as a kid would say things like, I'm not mad. This is just my voice, you know, and it's just a loud family. And so you're always wondering, is this person yelling at me or are they just speaking? How long have you been together? Six and a half years. Is he Russian or no? He's uh, half Italian, half uh, Slovak. Mm-hmm. So he's loud from New Jersey. But then he, when uh, when I'm angry, he'll say, stop yelling. And I'll be like, I'm not yet. I think anything, because I speak at kind of a level volume at all times, uh, the moment that it goes to any other level, it feels like yelling to people. They're like, wow, he's excited. I grew up in a yelling family. So when people are like, I won't be spoken to like this, it's like, all right, tone police. That's not what <laughs> like we I, I hate that kind of um the va- like of how you say it matters more than what is actually happening. Right. Uh, yeah, it's a hard thing to adjust to. I think uh, anyone that comes from, you know, basically the middle of the country is used to everyone talking in a very pleasant way. So you get onto a coast and you meet people who uh, speak at different volumes and you just feel like everyone's mad at you. But if people are, or if anyone's even just honest about their opinion, you're like, I can't believe that someone's sharing their feelings. Yeah, it's just like the hardest thing to do in the world, but it also um, would solve every problem ever. Oh, healthy communication. I mean, speaking of, let's just be honest. I realized I wasn't following you, following you on Instagram today. So I went over. I don't well, know if I followed you. Today. I didn't trash. want to upset you. You're, po- you're posting trash, which is annoying. Look, that is not annoying. That is. <laughs> I okay, I am following you now. Uh but I'll because do it right I wanted now. to Well, you know, this isn't a this is not a I not a follow me back situation. I just wanted you to be aware that where I'm getting this information from. I noticed you were in New York recently. How long were you there for? I was only there for like um a week. This was just a were you doing shows? What were you doing? No, I did two weeks in Chicago and then I went to New York to celebrate my birthday, see my best friend, perform at the comedy cellar and just do Labor Day weekend lunches, walking around, laying in bed, watching Below Deck with my bestie. Oh, that sounds incredible. And it looked like you had a lot of uh, wonderful food to eat. Wonderful food, got stuck in a hurricane. Um, Someone gave me mushrooms. I thought it was inedible. Um, I had a lot. lot Did you do mushrooms while you were there? Not on purpose. Oh, it's, what was then? What was the experience like? Um, I tried to make it as positive as possible. It could have been way worse. I could have thought there was like bugs crawling all over me, but I didn't know what was happening to me in the car. I left and I was like, "Fuck, I don't feel good." And my pu- I could I didn't have energy, and then I laid down on the couch and I went, "I'm on mushrooms." So I texted <laughs> them angry, and then I was trying to pee, and it, la- it felt like it was 15 hours, but it was just like three, four hours of just not my favorite but not the worst and then i just listened to chromatica and joanne and (laughs) are you a big gaga person i am i have a gaga shower curtain but i'm not but you know when you say like you love someone and then you meet the people that are like every album i know the name i know Mm -hmm. this and i'm not like i but i yes i'm miley's my number one but gaga is very important to my life miley uh, and miley to me seems like somebody that would be hard to be a hardcore fan of because she seems so all over the place musically yeah but i love all the hits and i just <laughs> i want to hear her voice so as long as she's right. singing i'm down i'm sure, down for sure. all her journeys who's your number one look i'm not super into this sort of this type of pop music but uh when i like when i'm really craving it i'll listen to a charlie xcx obviously robin 
is uh, next level. Uh, like I put her in another category. No, but I just said you're number one. I didn't say it had to be a pop diva. Oh, well, uh, number one. So number one band, what are we talking about? Number here? one woman that number you're a fan one. of. <laughs> Lisa Traeger. And I've got her here. I've trapped her on my podcast. Robin is a good one, though. Robin's so I mean, Robin, I mean, really takes her time, does deliberate things. You know, it's going to be exactly what she wants it to be. I had her early album. I had the show me love. And, oh, like, I have sure. that CD, you know. I'm sure a lot of us did. That was all over the radio in what, 1997? Huge. And then to what do you remember the moment where you realized it was the same Robin? Oh, it's wild. I mean, it's a fully different person. <laughs> yeah, that was I mean, so cool. I've like I've since tried to go back to those earlier things and it's just I don't think that early stuff is any good. I imagine she agrees. I like the hits. The hits are fine, but like compared to the new Robin where it's like she's doing exactly what she wants to be doing. I I can't even I won't even talk about it. I'll get so upset. Did you have FOMO seeing the video of everyone on the New York City platform after the concert sing dancing to Robin? No, I don't like uh, singing or yelling in unison. It makes me feel uncomfortable and embarrassed. <gasps> Whoa, that's wild. Opposite for me. You love, uh, do you like when you have to do a big cheer or this kind of thing where everyone's saying the same thing at once? Yeah, maybe it's because I was in the swim team. No, I don't know about a cheer, but <laughs> no, I like defense. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> it makes me so uncomfortable. I don't know why. It makes me like there's just this huge, I feel like I'm feeling every person in the audience's embarrassment is channeled through me and it's uh, almost debilitating. It's, uh, I can't do it. I can't do things, but I don't want to sing on my own. That takes a lot of effort for me and I really have to pra like try hard. But with a group, that's the best. Drunk, singing a song you all love together, share. <laughs> Are you a sober person? Are you sober? I, am, I, I don't drink, so maybe <laughs> that's is, part of my problem. This is it. This is why. <laughs> if I was sober, I would hate to go defense. But <laughs> I, yeah, that's, that's the key. That's the missing key. I feel like I've had jobs, though, where... Uh, drunk or not, you, I mean, you couldn't be drunk in those situations. And people were, you know, yelling like... Yeah, the managers were trying to get everybody excited about some that sort of thing just sends a shiver down my spine. Corporate cheer is different than train platform after a Robin concert. <laughs> I just don't want to experience or share an experience with anyone. I think that's my problem. I've just got to be uh, basically a hermit. You're a hermit. I like being a her I need hermit times. I'm social, social, and then I will fully shut down and crumble. I, uh, I just read this book. Uh, <laughs> called stranger in the woods have you heard of this it's about no. this uh guy who was called the north pond hermit he lived in maine for uh in the woods for 30 years uh spoke one word the entire time it's a wild story what's and the word what's the word i think he said hi he like he crossed paths with some people once uh and the rest of the time he was robbing cabins around the woods and he was kind of kind of became this folklore around maine who's like the north pond hermit then they finally caught him so he was robbing that's the added little thing that's right. but but only like you know the necessities the bare necessities he was taking mac and cheese he was occasionally taking batteries propane tanks just things to survive in the and woods. what do you think happened to him like why did he need such solitude it's such a in reading this thing i think that socially there must have just been something slightly 
askew with him because when he was 20, he drove his car uh, into the woods, walked out of the car into the and just left it there and then just went and lived in the woods for 30 years. But are we sure this is 100 percent real or is this like a million little pieces with the sprinkles? (laughs) That I mean, while reading, I was like, he could be lying about this entire thing to this uh, author, journalist. Um, but uh, I mean, there's no proof otherwise that it's not true. I mean, oh, so he came out. So now is he like out and about? He's not out and about. He was this author basically forced his way into the her- hermit's life. He while the hermit was in prison or jail or whatever was happening with him, the author just showed up. And said they had been corresponding by letter occasionally, and the hermit was reluctant. And so the author just went to Maine and was a visitor, and the guy kind of warmed up to him. So then, I mean, my God, here I go. I'm just describing this whole book. Uh, This is exactly whatever. This is why you're here. This is why the listener is here. Well, no, because I like to learn, but I hate to read. So, (laughs) like, this is good. Now I have a new information. It's nice. People are learning about a hermit, but essentially he's now out of prison and has been basically kind of imprisoned by society because he can't go back into the woods. He's kind of I think he's on parole and has to, like, get a job and be part of society now, which seems like it's the last thing this guy wants to do. Um, But what are you going to do? I mean, he was in the woods for 30 years and he was stealing mac and cheese, etc. Filling the woods with garbage. Um, Now I want mac and cheese so bad. (laughs) Well, that's up to you. You know, it's uh, 3.15 as of recording. You've got dinner ahead of you. I'm not. I can't ruin my day like that. <laughs> what, do you start uh, the day with a mac and cheese or end it with a mac and cheese? Um, In bed at night in the dark alone, a whole like a whole bowl to myself till it hurts. Like that's now, is how this I like, want to eat mac and cheese. Is this like a Kraft mac and cheese and Annie's mac and cheese? Those are the only mac and cheese I know. I'll take both, but I'll also order in. And recently in New York, I had a mac and cheese and it was career. Oh, delicious cheese. Yeah, it was really good. But I had one of those experiences. It's like it was my favorite restaurant and it closed down pandemic. And I was walking and I saw it reopen in a new location. So we went. But I was like, wait, where are the crackers? Wait, there used to be this. And so I was kind of annoying. Um, What restaurant is this? Mermaid Inn. Oh, I've never heard of it. They have the best happy hour I've ever experienced. Shrimp corn dogs, a little cups of New England clam chowder. It's like, oh, nice. that sounds delightful. Yeah, I'm a seafood gal. Speaking of all of uh, or of confrontation, this kind of thing, before <laughs> the podcast even began, you, you mentioned, you know, we've never met in real life. No. And I also want to say, how did you finagle your way into a show where people buy you things constantly? <laughs> Do you feel I like made an a evil wish. genius? <laughs> I made uh look, I do get a lot I am getting a lot of gifts on this podcast, but it's kind of become an actual problem in my life. You know, like I'm getting a lot of things that I have no practical use for. But I only have so much space. No, I can't re-gift these things. Oh, you don't re-gift. No, they're just kind of piling up. Eventually it's going to crush me. <laughs> but for oh the time God. being, you know, occasionally someone will give me an edible thing, which I, you know, can kind of get that out of the way but it does feel a little bit like tetris with the pieces just piling up and eventually i'm going to it's gonna be an avalanche i'm gonna be destroyed no i only i can only get my parents edible gifts because they're they um they grew up in the war like they don't like using stuff they have to save it for a special day oh we can't get it dirty they hide everything so i have to get them perishables and so what sort of perishable goods are you getting them 
So, like, the, most recently for Father's Day, I sent him a mixed nut platter thing. Oh, Nuts. delicious. My big thing was um, on his 80th, I got him Petrosian caviar. Oh, my God. That's a fancy gift. Yeah, it was like $800 of caviar I sent. What? They could. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How much? Ca- I mean, I'd, this, it's I. It's not a look. lot. It's not a lot. It's not Is a it lot. Is it basically like, what would you say? The size of a uh, shoe polish uh, container? I don't remember the things, but it also comes with little Bellini things, the creme fraiche. Mm. There's like Ooh. other things. And it's like over. You pay for the shipping, really. You know, it's. Oh, because uh, sh- oh, you don't want it to rot in the mail. Yeah, and they they pack it up, but then they started sending the catalogs to my parents' house, and then they saw how much I spent, and they're like, "You're mentally ill. We still pay your <laughs> cell phone bill. What are you doing?" But <laughs> but they got to enjoy it, and yeah, I'm a, brag I mean, about it. <laughs> but I send uh, cakes, desserts, flour. Like it has to be super, super useful, or right, it's gonna right. be hidden away. You're, I feel like I have that in common with your parents. I feel like I have I have a hard time using things or like I, I you know, I I'll rip the tag before I even try it on. <laughs> I just feel like it could go away at any minute. So I should I've got to be careful with everything. And it's not a healthy thing. I'm like, which which is frustrating because I'm aware it's not a good way of thinking, but there's no way of overcoming it. I there's guess I no talk good to my or therapist. bad. There's no good yeah. or bad. I would argue my, my personal experience is not good. <laughs> I'm just shocked you don't re-gift. I will be honest. That's a shock for me. Well, I feel like that would be a giant controversy in the podcasting community if suddenly my gifts were flying out the window to various people around town. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe yeah, maybe what I could do. I see. This is why we need to be doing this these in person. Uh, maybe I start re-gifting the gifts to my guests. <laughs> maybe they show up and then I'm suddenly like, here's you know the caviar, which I assume you got me. Uh, Etc. Um, but look, let's put that aside for a minute because I do. I want to talk to you about Target. You saw me at Target and didn't say anything to me. I didn't. We had never met, and so I would, you know, I just kept my distance. But I looked at you for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you followed me around the store. I texted Kara. I told her I saw you. Um, she said you live in the neighborhood, and <laughs> that was that. But we were, yeah, the big Target. The big target. And you say you prefer the small target. I'm just closer to the small target and I hate multiple level um, stores like that. I I can go to a multi-floor like Macy's or clothing, but a grocery or target, I'll always choose the flatter store. I I think a flat store is more uh, natural for a grocery store. I'm used to a flat store for grocery stores. And the moment I have to put a shopping cart on an escalator, I'm like, the experience has been ruined for me. And I'm worried that the milk is going to crush the eggs or what have you. Um, And I'm jealous. I want to jump in that roller coaster. Oh, of course. I would (laughs) love to ride that little thing to the top, like a little penguin. Um, No, yeah, that thing... It does look kind of dangerous, I will say, but I wouldn't mind getting in the shopping cart and just has anybody ever done that? I have to assume someone has. Yeah, some skater teens trying to or a baby has been forgotten in the shopping cart and taken a ride to the top of the mountain. That would be so scary. But also the small (laughs) target, um, there's like famous tacos in front of it. Yes, and now I want to hear about this. So the line is so long, and then in some group chat or somewhere, I someone told me that um People have been um, food poisoned. Like, you're kidding? Yeah, friend of a friend. Yeah, people are were food poisoned from it. Uh, recently. I, oh, 
I've been wanting to go there for months. It's one of those places that we'll decide on a place to go to dinner and then we'll pass and be like, oh, we could have gone there. But now I guess maybe for the best. I'll still try. I mean, I would want to with a line that long. You're just I'm curious. Right. Of course. And they have that giant El Pastor spit, which just makes me want to. I could eat that for days. But it's I like mean, romantic. There needs to be a plan. Like, oh, let's get, you know, let's stand in line for an hour. But right. you can't just do that. You don't want to do that for dinner if you're just like, what do we go? Let's go wait. It's like more of an event. <laughs> right. It is kind of. And then you're going to be eating in the Target parking lot. It's like you really have to commit to the general idea of that. It's not a spur of the moment sort of thing. Or you have to be like you stumble upon it while wandering around the neighborhood or something. But you think I should have said hi to you when I saw you at the Target? I would have loved. I love when somebody, whether I've met them or not, it's a little jolt to the shopping trip. And, you know, it's like it adds a little texture to your my browsing. I'm frequently there for no reason at all. Um, just kind of looking at things. So say hello. I will. Um, this is a lesson I'll take with me forever. I hope so. I hope that this has been a hard lesson learned <laughs> and that uh, you evolve. Lisa, look, you agreed to be on this podcast. I feel like it's been a long time in the works, to be honest. It's been months of, you know, back and forth. Our <laughs> lawyers kind of going at each other's throats like Lisa will only be on the podcast under these terms. And I said, I'll only have her on the podcast under these terms. Eventually, both of our lawyers were fired. We hired new lawyers. We finally came to an agreement. We're on the same network, for God's sake, and it was still just blood, a bloodbath. Um, but you're here now, and the podcast is called I Said No Gifts. And so I was a little surprised. I was a little bit startled the other night when I opened the front door, and to my surprise, there was a box um, addressed to me. Now, it's in kind of a purple bag with a cupcake on it with a sprink uh what is that called a sparkler i was gonna call it a sprinkler but i guess a sparkler is kind of a sprinkler of fire so i guess i wasn't that far off but um, did you do that because i don't know if i you did that look who did it is nobody's business this could have been done by anyone it's a beautiful bag end of end of uh conversation sorry cut that <laughs> <laughs> keep it um, um look lisa i have to ask you is this a gift for me it is it is yes should i dive in here i would love you i would love for that to happen i i hope this is um a gift that instead of crushing you in a pile of gifts it's something that you go huh We'll see. <laughs> I like we'll a see. ha. Okay, here's some tissue paper. I could do this all day. I would like to do this for five minutes. Just dropping listeners left and right, but we're not going to. I bet there's some ASMR people. creeps. Oh, yay, it is still boxed. Fine. Oh, still in the box. We've got to have a surprise. Yes. I, I think there was one gift recently that I wasn't surprised by, but most of the time I like to be shocked. I love a surprise. Oh, I, I adore a surprise. I um, good or bad. It's just, you know, I like a little a little something new. So here we go. I've got my scissor. I'm clawing through the box. I'm opening. I'm opening. I, I don't even like to look at it until I've fully taken it out. And I'm feeling things. Feels like there's two items in here, to be honest. Are there two items in here? There are. There's like a larger one and a smaller one. Should I take one out first? 
I think the bigger one first. Okay, bring out the bigger one first, and we'll keep the smaller one. Oh, this is a very useful thing. Okay, this okay. is great and a beautiful color. It's an algae water bottle, which I've been using the same water bottle for about six years now. Wow. Well, it's actually right here. Uh, totally destroyed. Uh, it's for other purposes. It's metal and can be used as a weapon. But this, I've never owned one of these. And I'm always so envious of people who have them because I love to hydrate. And these make water look so delicious. It was huge in high school. And I feel like the 2000s are coming back. They've been back. We've been living in a denial state. And I thought the cool girls with their North Faces and their Birkenstocks, they had their Nalgenes. They're back in such a huge way. Do you have one? I don't have an algae and I have tons of water bottles, cups with straws. I don't use any of them. They're scattered everywhere. <laughs> I have tons of plastic bottles. I'm constantly I'm drowning in plastic. <laughs> do you have like a go to one when you do use them or are you just picking randomly and using that to drink what from? I could find? But I, you know, I'll have a favorite for a couple. It's like Barbies. It's like I'll, I'll play with it for a few days and then it's like <laughs> I don't need this. I can't. I'll lose it. I'll leave it. <laughs> Do you feel like you're a hydrated person? I have to focus on it really hard. Really? Yeah. So, like, is this a new thing where you're like, I'm going to start drinking 60 ounces of water a day? Or is it just randomly you'll think, oh, I should probably have some water now? Well, it depends how into my fitness routine I am at any particular moment. So if I'm going hardcore, it's like, yeah, I'm chugging, I'm chugging. Um, but if I'm left to my own devices, I just a few. But also, if I'm at the comedy clubs, I'll drink more water because they'll give you water bottles. Oh, right. So if I'm or if I'm out to dinner, I'll fucking I'll finish three, four glass. Like it has to be <laughs> it, it's like a trough situation. No, it's <laughs> I'm kind of uh, the same where like uh, pre pandemic when I was in writers rooms, there was just a you know, there was water aplenty. I was drinking constantly. Just constantly having to go to the bathroom. I was as hydrated as I've ever been. And then like the first four months of the pandemic, I was probably drinking a glass of water a day. I was essentially a dried up leaf. Uh, and now I've kind of recommitted. I just fill up this water bottle as frequently as possible. I haven't really noticed any difference in any way health wise, but I've been told it's a good thing to do. Well... Yeah, it's a good thing. It's a, you haven't noticed any differences at all, though? No. Uh, I mean, what differences would I notice? Well, one time my friend and I were at the Brooklyn Museum and we hit like a moment where we both were like, we got to get out of here. And then we both sipped on the water fountain and immediately we we're like, oh, I have more energy. And then we got to stay at the art museum longer. Oh, well, then maybe maybe my situation is more that I am secretly hydrating. And so I've just I never really notice a difference. You're also not drinking. Drinking ruins true. your life. Very so you're true. on like a hamster wheel of having to hydrate because you're just poisoning your body. <laughs> um, do you I mean, do you drink things other than water when you're trying to hydrate or is it just purely water? Um, I have greens from this fitness blogger I love. Greens? Um, yeah, it's like, like powdered a... greens. Oh, helps relieve bloat. Okay. And does it taste bad? Tastes delicious. Really? This girl, she just went viral on, not just, like a few years ago, went viral with her weight loss journey. Um, and she's so into fitness. And now she has an eight, like eight figure 
company. She makes what? greens. She makes um like powders that are all natural. So for weightlifters, I guess they use like pre-workout and post-workout and stuff. But those are usually chemically. So she created because she has borderline personality. So she needs like level stuff. So she created lines of like powders and proteins that are all natural. And I just watch her work out every day. Oh, that's great. Wait, so did she use these powders on her journey or did she use them after her journey? I think after, but um, they got really big on TikTok. They like if you just drink it every morning, it does help with bloat. I don't know how, though. Interesting. I don't know how. And it's just a mix of green vegetables dehydrated and crushed. Yeah, something weird like that. But I'll drink anything. I love Diet Coke. I love apple juice. I love bubble tea. Um, I love a beverage. I love a diet sunkissed. Um, oh, have, like, I've never had a diet sunkissed. I bet I could get into that. Yeah, I love all sodas, but I get the diet version. Like if I'm getting sugar, I'd rather have gummy candies. Right. I'm exactly the same. I mean, I drank uh, like a sugared soda up until I was probably 22 and then made the shift. I was working at restaurants where that you could, you know, drink as much soda as you wanted. And that just feels so dangerous to me. Maybe because I'm a girl, it was always Diet Coke. Like I didn't even think of anything else. Oh, sure. And is Diet Coke your favorite diet soda? No, I think like Diet Rupert. Yeah, Diet Coke's the most, the one I frequent the most. If I order a sushi takeout, I want a Diet Coke with it. Oh, yeah. I love a Diet Coke. I like a Coke Zero, but apparently they've changed the formula. There was this giant backlash against it. I don't know. I don't follow the politics of diet sodas. So I was I'm on BuzzFeed a lot and they just come up, came up with a thing like huge company blunders, like big companies that like made one one mistake and lost five hundred million dollars like red lobster did an all you can eat crab leg deal and they lost five hundred million dollars i mean of course i mean that one i could have i i'm not in the red lobster or the crab business and i could have told them that was a bad idea oh jc penny did something stupid where like they were like oh instead of having sales we'll just make everything like it's 70 percent off and then they lost money because you know shit like that i remember that one and they put Ellen as the face. Yeah. And they put like some A and W, like they try to do a third. Uh, what's a third? A third bur- pound burger. Uh, but okay. people didn't realize that that was more than a quarter pound. Uh, and so they lost money. <laughs> like, you can't count on the general population's uh, grasp of math when you're like selling A and W hamburgers. No, but same with the JCPenney. People were like, I'm not driving unless I get a deal. And they're like, but- of course. I mean, I I mean, speaking as an extremely cheap person who buys almost everything on sale, if I go somewhere and there's not some sort of clearance rack, I'm I'm just like beelining my way out of the store. I need something to appear like it's been discounted. I need to look at the crappy little sticker that's been placed over the normal sticker and say, look, I'm ripping this store off. What I do you splurge on? Absolutely nothing. It's again, headed back to I'm a, I am aware of this problem. Um but I do nothing to fix it. Not even a nice dinner. You're not splurging any on anything. No, I mean, like I really have to force myself to splurge on a dinner. Like it, it's a painful experience until it's like months in my, the rear view, and then I can look back and say that was a nice dinner. And but, you, what your and your partner? What's what's the deal? Oh, he hates it. He despises every moment of it. He's uh, he. I'm. I mean, I'm sure most people would find it extremely frustrating to deal with me do you splurge on things you know i'm the opposite problem where i'm living in a studio apartment and there's multiple items here that cost hundreds if not thousands of dollars what yeah 
I have a big problem. <laughs> big problem. Like, so what's like an example of a really expensive thing you bought recently? Oh, recent. Okay, so it was or my, not even recent. But. So, so it was my birthday. So I was in New York. I went on a Soul Cycle birthday ride with a few friends, and then on the way home to the hotel, I didn't have a new outfit because I'd been on the road and everything. Is, and I was like, I just want a new thing to wear tonight. So I popped into the Forever Twenty One Zazar. I was, and then I went into Rag and Bone and I bought a three hundred and something dollar dress. <laughs> See, that does to me that does sound fun. Like theoretically, I'm like, oh, the idea of going into a store, not thinking about the price and buying something, the thing, the exact thing I want. That sounds like a I mean, of course, that's a great time, but I cannot do it. It's impossible for me to do. Um, I, I don't know how to overcome it. I'm trying. Oh, I my friend's birthday is coming up this weekend. She's in New York and I didn't know exactly what to get her. And I was in O'Hare Airport. I, do you watch The Housewives? Uh, I watched The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Oh, OK, well, the, I can't wait for it to start. Oh, it's um, just about to start. I can't believe. It. Well, this is the famous meme. You know, it's Kyle and then she's pulling Taylor and then there's a cat at the end of the dinner table. It's like a popular meme with the white cat. This That's like sounds familiar. <laughs> So it's like a popular meme and this this there's a store at the airport with the purse with that meme on it. And I ran in and I said, how much? And she goes, 200. And I go, I'll take it. And she goes, you're a good friend. <laughs> I go, yeah. <laughs> and do you ever worry about money? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, when I paid my MX history. Yeah, I worry about it all the time. I were not really. I actually no. The problem is I don't worry about it or think about it. But the pandemic fucked me so hard. And I had to get rid of my apartment. I Ugh. was living month to month. It was so stressful. I was like, I've really learned. I've learned. But then you're buying this $300 dress. I haven't learned at all. <laughs> I'm out to dinner. I'm getting $7 iced coffee, cold brews. I lost the necklace. I went and bought another one of the same kind. Um, <laughs> I bought this. Yeah, I bought the this sticker of Mary Kate and Ashley. $7. I bought a $7 <laughs> sticker. I just like don't. Oh, I got I got a hotel in New York for two days. That's insane. Oh, wonderful. I mean, I guess like you say $7 cold brews. I guess like if it, if that counts, I will uh, a few times a week buy myself a decent cold brew I, before this podcast. But that all, like I justify in my mind. I'm like, well, I'm about to record the podcast. I need caffeine. I want to enjoy it. I'll go to Collage Coffee. It's my favorite coffee. And I'll spend $5. Great. Okay. This is good to know. There's so that's, that's maybe one little thing I'm willing to spend. No, but I'll, I'm going to have to color my grays. I'm going to go get my nails done this week. Like, I'm just, I'm constantly spending nonstop, no matter what. And I'll find new ways. Like, this comb. I have, like, 12 of these. If I can't find the comb, I'll buy another one. And this is one. I have two or three in my suitcase because I went to stay at my best friend's house in New York and she had two combs that I had left there from the previous trips. So I just need to follow behind you closely and I'm probably going to get some nice item eventually as you drop it or forget it. That's my new shopping philosophy. Just follow Lisa around town. Yeah, like I'm just looking at every, it's, in, it's truly, um, it's out of, but you know, I had a nice thrifty shopping experience recently. I went to Old Navy and they had some quality products. I loved my Old Navy time. Really? Yeah. I bought dresses, bathing suits. I took my niece, bought her some dresses. So was this like a, a, a new turn to Old Navy or do you go there frequently? Because I feel like. You know, I some haven't. people may have dropped off with Old Navy, then returned. And Correct. Maybe they've changed their philosophy. I haven't been Old Navy in like a decade, I would say. Okay. And it was by the hotel in my hometown. And um, I went, yeah, I'll go to Old Navy, see what's up. And then I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I've always had a tr uh, trouble with Old Navy because I'm a, I'm a very basically child size adult. 
and their men's clothes are not uh they don't go to my size so i always end up feeling like i look kind of sloppy in an old navy clothing item i feel like i feel left out at an old navy where do you, that's a great place to feel out of place <laughs> you don't want to feel at home in an old navy <laughs> but where do you mostly shop cl- for clothes um where will i go well i let's see i'll go to you know thrift stores uh i will go i'll buy like basic t-shirts you know an h&m or a target um that basically covers it i guess anywhere where you can get a shirt for roughly ten dollars i i'm not coming across well on this podcast i just sound like a completely miserable person no you sound totally fine and you're gonna be able to retire you're but with if, retire into just total lack of enjoyment no but you'll be able to relax and finally spend a little money or you know when the shit hits the fan you're gonna grab your passport and you're gonna have enough cash to leave <laughs> you're gonna get the fuck out of here so don't be bad wait open the get the next should thing. i get into get, the is is there anything left that needs to be said about this now gene water bottle? i hope you use it I, I'm, the, of course i'm gonna use the it. big brim is hard but it does feel cool you hold the cap back it's just like um it's like drinking from a waterfall yeah well i will say i just recently uh, well i can't say i got into but i'm about to get into rock climbing i'm gonna get a rock climbing membership so a carabiner that will help this I, I'll fit right in at the gym. Nobody will know the wiser. Is that how, what people say? I, but I'm going to look like a Not pro. to brag. I had mountain climbing in high school. Rock climbing. You, like a class? Yeah. For PE, one of the electives was rock climbing. And like You've we had a rock climbing wall. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? No, I actually didn't. I was not good at it. I threatened a girl and then I had to earn her trust back if I wanted to pass the class. And then I also <laughs> everyone, everyone in the class could climb this net and I just couldn't get to the top of this like fucking oh. net. And um, no, I had a really rough go in mountain in rock climbing. What you threatened a girl like I'm going to pull you off of the wall or I'm going to let you follow your death. What what are we, what threat are we talking about? I don't even remember, but there was an issue like I threatened her. <laughs> okay let me get into this box get into here. it we've got okay here oh i'm beyond thrilled at what okay I'm great are these stickers yeah they're and i've never known how to say this character's name and these may there may be hello kitty or something in here but so mm. far i'm just saying all is it karopi Karopia. I don't know if that's how you say it either, but I love him and it's all it's all karopi <laughs> i loved Karopi uh, in elementary school. I had a little pencil case with Karopi on it. There was also a penguin named Bats Maru, who I also loved. He was more of the bad boy, but Karopi was my original love. I, and the fa- sorry, yeah, go, no, on, go on, go you go on. No, I want to know why you sent these because it feels like you looked into my past somehow. I didn't. I loved Karopi too. I went to high school with a lot of Pacific Islanders and like Taiwanese, and they just had like the coolest fucking uh sanrio stuff and i love sanrio of course hello kitty is too obvious i don't know and i thought with the green water bottle karopi would be it but i had no idea that you loved karopi like i did i adore i'm going to put one of these on my water bottle that was i'm gonna put this on i mean i have so many i can put them on every item i own essentially (laughs) yeah this is like a pack of 50 karopi listener if you don't know who karopi is it's the little frog who's friends with hello kitty um and the rest of the gang 
Um, he's very cute and always seems to be up to something. I'm looking at one right now. He's got a crown and a scepter. And then the other one, he's just kind of smiling meekly. But there are so many in here. And uh, Sanrio, yeah, I, um, I actually interviewed for a job there in high school. And I, I remember my cell phone went off during the interview, which I imagine led to me not getting the job. Um, wow. But I, I could have been a Sanrio at, employee. I thought you meant at like headquarters, but then now I realize as a teen, <laughs> it was like the store. I was interviewing for the CEO position of Sanrio. I uh, had just touched down in Tokyo and my cell phone went off during the interview. And so they just sent me back. There was other ones. There was like a po- Chaco dog, Paco. Paco, Paco sounds right. Paco or Chaco. There were so many. Uh, I feel like Hello Kitty had like a kind of a twin. Um, so yeah, there because I just watched um, the toys that made us, and I watched the Hello Kitty episode. Oh, was it good? Yeah, it was great. I love knowing the history of. It. I watched the My Little Pony. I watched all the girly toys. I didn't really care about GI Joe or Legos, but right, right. Um, it's a nice adventure. And if you like Robert, there's one called like This Is Pop Music. And the third episode's all about Swedish producers and Swedish hits and why Sweden comes out with so many hits. Oh, I've got to watch that. But what did you learn from the Sanrio documentary? It's like tiny gift, lots of joy is how it translates to or something. Because I guess in Japan, it's like really cute, like customer to give little cute things to people. Sure. And so this guy's like, I'm going to make cute shit and sell it. And but there's (laughs) ups and downs. Is there a mouth? But she's not a cat. She's a girl. And her name's like Hello she's Kitty. She's a girl. She's a girl. She's not a In cat. In which way? She's like a girl that looks like a kitten. She's not a cat. That's why she does girly things. She likes the piano. And then like <laughs> they, yeah. And like the boom. And then they lost money. And then they came back. And now, I mean, Hello Kitty is here to stay. For, like that's going to, you know, like if you were to put a vessel underground for the future, I, Hello Kitty <laughs> would make it. Well, I I absolutely agree. I feel like. Uh, Hello Kitty's popularity is cyclical. Like every maybe five to ten years, it becomes extremely popular, is everywhere. And then it kind of quiets down, but it doesn't ever fully go away because I think everyone loves Hello Kitty, whether they admit it or not. Yeah, I would get a tattoo. Honestly, I I wanted a Kuropi one, but I was like, I I yeah, I want I have too many trademarked items already, but. I do love that. Um, but I also it's the same thing with like I'm wearing my Tiffany's bracelet from back in the day. My the coach is back. Like, I just think our crew, we're in our 30s. You're in your 30s. Yes. Everything our parents didn't let us buy. We get to buy it now. It's back, and we're just living our teenage years again. This is what I'll say about the thousands coming back. There are some fun things, but then there's also the trauma of middle school. It's like the wide leg jeans, the new metal, these kind of things. I don't want to ever see these things again. I felt like culture, popular culture in particular, really bottomed out from basically 1998 to about 2003. So to me, that's the height of my life. <laughs> like Spice Girls, Britney Spears, the Backstreet Boys, Legally Blonde, Mean Girls. These are the things I care about. But you're naming the good, the, the things that were fun. But then you think about Kid Rock, Limp Biscuit, Corn, Wide Leg Jeans, uh, Oversized Camouflage Shirts, uh, what are we talking, Bowl Cuts, um, Bleached Frosted Tips. I could go on. I could tell. Did you ever go to Gadzooks? 
<laughs> no, I've never been in a Gadzooks. Was that kind of Spencer's like? Yeah, but Spencer's, but clothing. Because I remember I bought gothic oh. pants and my parents sent me back to return them. <laughs> were and your I'm parents happy. strict about what you wore? They were not about to let me wear gothic pants. I don't think they were strict, but that that took them over the line for sure. Were they like rave pants? Were they like super wide? Yes. They're like, you're not dragging around these weird pants. And I (laughs) I thank them for that. But lately, my parents have been shading me a little bit because they want me to wear heels again. Like they're (laughs) each of them separately were like, so you don't even wear heels anymore. Like you used to wear heels. Oh, how things have changed. I'm like, yeah, heels are done. (laughs) <laughs> are heels out as far as fashion goes right now no 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 no. people are out there club people are wearing heels i'm a i'm gonna wear adidas with short skirts like i don't i'm gonna wear sneakers you're gonna be comfortable yeah if i'm filming something fancy on television i'll throw on a boot heeled platform i'm right. not wearing a heel i'm not it's feminine i'm not being uncomfortable in any way do you think your parents got together and were like we're concerned about Lisa's heel use. Like, why are they both thinking about that in any way? They just like have traditional gender things in their head uh, of like right. what things should be. And I'm kind of like, they're not, not their nightmare. <laughs> they like me, but I'm just like, <laughs> I think tattoos and sneakers confuse them. Sure. That makes but I sense. wear dresses 90% of the time. So I'm like, does this not count for anything? I'm a dress just girl. Tell them to lay off. I mean, nobody, I mean, how many people wear heels regularly? It's, but my dad will do weird things. He'll like bring a funny vest and be like, maybe you can wear this on stage. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) you should do a tour where your parents dress you for the entire thing. I'd be uncomfortable. But like my mom, like I forgot what photos we were going through, but it was like, I was wearing my patent leather like fake patent leather, hot pink Aldo heels, like tiny little, (laughs) like that's not happening. That sounds completely uncomfortable. I had one experience with Aldo where they sold me a shoe that was so uncomfortable. Then the customer service was horrible. I vowed never to return. That was 2006. So you remember? I remember. I remember Aldo, and I will that I it'll be the last thing I think about as I go to the grave. I'll think what horrible customer service Aldo had, and then I'll die. Well, that's the circuit city of it all. If you pay people a lot and they are passionate or they they will be motivated to learn about the products and be better. But if your sales force is just like teens and you're paying them six, seven dollars, you're you know, you're not getting good service. Yeah, it's a little bit the in and out where their their employees are all very nice and do a good job because I guess they pay them all right. Yeah. Costco and in and out. I hear good things. Just common sense. It is, Pay but people. it's not common here. No, it's not. Because the capitalist rule makers are always like, this is logic. Like, they don't see it's their own. <laughs> right. op- op- they think their beliefs are logic. So it's like tough to penetrate. Well, and once everything crumbles beneath them, they'll just move on to the next job to do it at. They don't care. They don't. They're just sociopaths. We're being held hostage by sociopaths. We really are. It's a scary time. Listen, I nailed it with the stickers. I am so beyond thrilled and I'm so glad that I mean, bless Hello Kitty, bless the gang, but I'm I'm basically in it for Karopi. Me too. I had a little money bank with Bats Maru, who is sitting on top of a pile of coins. I probably it's probably still in my house somewhere from like sixth grade. Uh, but that was my one my one step outside of the Karopi world. Okay, 
we have to play a game. Do you want to play? I love it. There's a game called Gift or Curse, or there's a game called Gift Master. Well, Gift or Curse, I do on the on your Instagram. I play the game. Oh, right, right. So I've played so you're the trained. game. So, but what is the other one? Gift Master is a game where I give you. It's there's a you don't you can't win or lose as much. I tell you three types of gifts, three items, this sort of thing, and then three celebrities who you would give them to, and you tell me uh, who you'd give what and why. I like that. I like that. I mean, I kind of want to play both, but oh, I mean, we could do, you know, we could play this. I mean, we could record a four hour podcast here if you like, (laughs) you know, the listener is screaming, Bridger, get off the microphone. But let's start with Gift Master. And if we're in the mood for another game. okay, it's our life. Gift Master ready. I need a number between one and ten. Seven. Okay. I have to do some light calculating. Right now, you have the microphone. You can recommend. You can promote. You can do whatever you want. I'll be right back. Okay, great. Um, so I have a podcast called That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast. It's on ex- the Exactly Right um, network. Um, recently, I've enjoyed White Lotus. I thought that was great. Written by Mike White, who was on Survivor, which I recommend a lot. New season starting this fall in September. Um, I would recommend... I don't. Do I have nothing? I mean, I watched uh, Clueless on the plane. Um, I I'm love back. This. Okay, thank God. I ran out there, for some I, there reason. There were so many things you recommended that I'm like, now I want to talk about all of those things. But again, we have to. We just started watching Survivor for the first time. I'm only 20 Welcome. years behind, but I'm addicted Welcome. immediately. Welcome. White Lotus was so good, and of course, that's messed up. Everyone should listen to. Okay, this is how the game works. I'm going to name, I basically explained it already, but I'm going to name three gifts. I'm going to name three celebrities. You're going to tell me which gift you'd give which celebrity and why. So here we go. The gifts you're going to be giving today are number one, ankle length hair. So hair that goes all the way to the person's ankles. It's a new look for them. Number two, a water softener. So that, I actually can't quite explain. I've, I've put it in the list. I know it does something to your water. Uh, I, as far as I know, it's a better than hard water, but I don't know what the difference between soft I learned and hard that water. from like a zest commercial. Was that the green soap? <laughs> like they always used to be like, not hard water. Like the soap brands just couldn't get enough, but I get it. Okay. I imagine it's better for your skin or something. I don't know. Um, and then finally, the third gift you'll be giving today is Olympic fever. So you'll be giving the person kind of the thrill of wanting to watch the Olympics. Well, you'll like to know this. I saw Robin Roberts on my flight this week. Oh, you're kidding. And she was wearing U.S. Olympic merch top to bottom. (laughs) She's got permanent Olympic fever. Yeah. That's an interesting move for her. And for the entire plane, I mean, everybody gets to kind of just wonder what's going on there. The woman in front of me was Googling Gail. And I had to be like, it's not Gail, bitch. (laughs) Did you tell the person? Of course not. But in my head, I was like. I would love to hear from the seat behind me. It's not Gail, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone ever talks to me on a plane, that's the only thing you're allowed to say to me. Um, Okay, these are the three celebrities you'll be uh, giving the gifts to. Number one, Lizzo who I think is probably gearing up for a new album or something. She's been out of the limelight for a minute. She's back. Number two, Dr. Oz. Number three, Logan Paul. Now, this is, um, do you know who Logan Paul is? Oh, I do. Uh, I, I know he's part of the Paul 
group. I yeah, couldn't, like I, I picture kind ones. of a scary looking Aryan uh, YouTube star. Actually, he was on an episode of Law and Order SVU. Oh, you're kidding. What did he play? He played an incel who gamer gay, guy who kidnaps a woman who makes video games and does bad things. To I her. have to see that. Oh, well, then you uh, you've got a decent idea of who he is. Then I'm going to give him ankle length hair immediately because <laughs> I'm sick of him boxing. I'm sick of them making um, a mockery of the sport. I'm sick of this nonsense, and I feel with ankle-length hair, he would not be able to fight in a ring. So I would love to see Logan Paul tripping around a boxing <laughs> ring over his own hair, his own just shimmering hair. Yeah, so I'm trying to get him out of the game. Very good. Laser accuracy with that one. And then I'm going to give Lizzo Olympic fever because I think... She would be fun to watch the events with. Like, I would love to be in the stands of a swimming competition with her gymnastics anyway, really. I think we'd have a good time eating popcorn, watching the games. So selfishly, I'd want her to have Olympic fever. To, and then I would watch the game with her, the games with her. That makes sense. I feel like I could see her performing at an opening ceremony, playing the flute. Uh, I feel like she's got Olympic energy to begin with. Yeah, I bet in our lifetime, if the Olympics don't get canceled, um, is she'd be, yeah, I think she would be able to perform there one year for the show. Right, right. Um, and then I guess I'm giving Dr. Oz a soft water machine um, <laughs> because he's a health nut. He would love it. And it's a generic gift that you didn't put much thought into because I don't care about him. Right. I think that makes perfect sense. It's like, I, oh, I can... you like health here. I found this at Bed Bath & Beyond. The gift receipt's <laughs> attached. <laughs> I can imagine he's going to, at some point, circle around to hot water or soft water machines and try to, you know, kind of hawk those as the new solution to something. He's always got something that doesn't quite work for what actually the, the actual problem is. Yeah, I can see him going with soft water as like, this will cure cancer or what have you. That was a fun game. Yeah, it is a fun game. And I appreciate you saying that. There's a home version listener. The listener should know. I made a home version of the game that you can buy online. And it's delightful. Entrepreneurial spirit. Yes. Now, Lisa, I mean, we've never played two games on this podcast before. Do you want to play another game? Yes. I would like to go for some sort of record. We do have to answer at least one listener message. Do you have oh. the time? Um, I have the time. Okay. We're going to play Gift or a Curse. This is truly unprecedented, yes. and I am thrilled beyond belief. Um, okay. I, I need another number from you between one and ten. I'm going to do another classic number and go with three. Okay. We're gonna, I'm going to do this quickly because, you know. Because I'm being a menace. I'm being a menace <laughs> demanding. But, you know, you don't get what you don't ask for. And sometimes you got to ask and be like, I want a few games. Because I love games, but in social situations, when you're like, is anyone ready for heads up yet? People get so upset. <laughs> okay, I've done an excellent job. Okay. This is how gift or a curse works. Oh, you know, I'll name a thing. You tell me if it's a gift or a curse and why. There are correct answers, so you can win or lose this game or get a, you know, a bad grade. Okay. So yeah, this the stakes have suddenly ratcheted up to a level that's going to cause you a great deal of stress. Okay, number one, gift or a curse, gravy. Gravy? Gravy, as in the sauce category that's, you know, usually I feel like most people look think of gravy as maybe a brown, fatty 
thing. I'm going. That, uh, yes, I think it's. I think it's a gift. Uh, why? Well, if something doesn't taste good, you can wet it up, make it better. <laughs> Anything that's greasy or fatty is delicious. I didn't grow up with it, and for years I'd be like, no gravy, no gravy, no gravy. And then once it snuck in, you're like, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa, you're right. Of course, I love. I mean, I can't remember the last time I had gravy, but you put that on mashed potatoes. You put it on, you know, Thanksgiving. You've got the gravy. Also, gravy can reach as far as a tomato sauce. You know, a lot of you know Italians call the red sauce gravy. So uh, I love a gravy, and I have nothing bad to say about it. Uh, it's never. It's so infrequently in my, my life that I can't complain that it's like too much. You know, gravy. The word gravy alone is indicates good things oh too much i love it and i like a gravy boat oh of course how many items demand their own little boat <laughs> i feel like every i mean every food should have a boat agreed you should have a bread boat you should have your cheese boat the table should be littered with boats but i can't uh, get everything i want i'm thinking i don't queso. even own a gravy boat oh either. a queso boat incredible <laughs> Oh, to just pour queso over whatever you want. I'm getting hungry. Oh, good grief. Queso, there's another wonderful thing. Okay, you've got one so far. Next up, this is a listener suggestion. Someone named Mackenzie has written in and suggested platform sneakers, gift or a curse. Um, Platform sneakers. Yes. So, But not the elevated wedge ones, like a platform. It sounds like, yeah, almost, you know, we're thinking ginger spice. We're thinking gift, 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 gift. And why? Well, I love ginger spice. I love a platform. I hate a wedge sneaker, but I love the converse platform. I love, yeah, be a little taller, be comfortable, but it's a little dressed up. And the Spice Girls, they've done nothing wrong ever. Like, (laughs) what about breaking up? It was frustrating, but it's like Victoria Becca. Maybe we just needed that clothing line. I don't know. <laughs> and she had so many fucking kids. I mean, she has so many kids. That's Vicky? a lot of work. Yes. How many kids? Four. Oh, that's or a, five. That's a lot. She has like four or five kids. Wow, that's a decent amount of kids for a Spice Girl. Yeah, Brooklyn Cruz, Romeo, Harper. I think. Yeah, oh I think four. She is a menace with those names. Okay. Vicky reach out. But she was the first. That's the thing. She did Brooklyn before everyone. Like she oh, was ahead. She, set of. she the was trend. the first. Yeah. Right. Has she ever been to Brooklyn is the big question. I think the story is they he was conceived in Brooklyn and that's why oh, they did it. Oh, interesting. Okay. I hope I'm not well, making that up. I mean, I hope you are. I hope <laughs> yeah. you're spreading a little lie about old Vicky B. <laughs> I'm scared that I didn't get a point on this one. Well, Nothing to be scared of. You got it right. Ugh. I think a platform sneaker, you know, they come in and out of style. When they're in style, they look great. Everyone loves them. When they're out of style, they look hilarious. Everyone loves them. There's not like, I don't see any problem. There's no downside with the platform sneaker. I, I would love to, as a short person, maybe I need a pair. Yes. Uh, this is another listener suggestion from someone named Lizzie. Uh, gift or a curse, staying in an Airbnb in an international location. Uh, gift and why um well i bet it's cheap like if you go to puerto rico or the bahamas or somewhere like a real housewife and get an airbnb right on the right on the water you get privacy maybe an outdoor shower 
It's nice. I can't imagine it not being nice. Um, I was in Edinburgh. I stayed for a month in a lovely apartment with Emmy Blotnick and it felt it felt nice. I, I liked it. I think it's good. I understand where this person might be coming from, where it's like, fuck, we're in England and the two sinks or like things are different or something shitty and we don't <laughs> have the language to discuss it with this person. But yeah, same with my sister and her family. They stayed in this beautiful place. It's adventurous. I've been down for adventure and house. Yes. Yes. Gift. Lisa. I know. I know. You got it. Ah! It's a gift. I think you know, this kind of goes into my platform shoe logic. You know, sometimes it is a bad situation. We did go to London and stayed with a woman named Labette, and it was a disaster. <laughs> her friend died while we were staying with her. She was extremely drunk. There was a family of probably eight in the room next to ours, all smokers. There were ants. It was, you know, it was not as advertised. Labette had a full emotional breakdown while we were there. <laughs> you had a white lotus moment. It was an experience. Yeah, yeah, it was a total white load. Like, I'll remember Labette for the rest of my life. And then wow. I, I, you know, when I went to Japan, I stayed exclusively in Airbnbs. They were so much cheaper. And you get to stay in the neighborhoods. It's nice. I mean, look, you got to be, of course, you have to be careful. And, uh, but even if you're a little loosey-goosey like me, you'll end up with maybe a Labette. And you'll get to experience the owner of an Airbnb's grief. And you, um challenge your relationship and you come out stronger of course so it's really a i mean a win-win no matter what you do lisa you've just become the th only the third winner in uh, i said no gifts history to win gift or a curse am i in good company Who else you're in very good company you've got naomi ekparagon <sighs> wow she was the original winner and then i unfortunately am forgetting number two it's okay but that person god bless them Naomi's fun. That's exciting. Yeah, she nailed it. You know, some some people just get it. And listener as Lisa, look at me just promoting things on the Instagram. You can go play. You post your own things. You tag. I said no gifts. And then we all get to vote on them. It's a delightful Instagram game. Put up the things that you want to see if it's a gift or a curse and we'll vote. I hope that was a good explanation. I don't like to explain things. Finally, we're going to move on. Now, you know, we've taken a lot of time here, Lisa, and you've yeah, been very gotta, generous with your time. We we're going to do a. We got to help the public. <laughs> this is called I Said No Emails. People write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com with their gift questions, you know, their general questions about manners, this kind of thing. And I try to talk them through it. My guest tries to talk them through it. And then we ultimately succeed. So let's do a short one here because. We have taken a lot of time. And, you know, the first one I've got dialed up here is literally like it looks like a book proposal. There are 50 paragraphs. I can't read that right now. We're going to do this nice short one. And this is maybe the shortest one I've ever seen. It says, hi, Bridger. My parents helped me uh, 26 uh, move. Oh, sorry, in parentheses, 26 she, her move recently. I would like to give them a gift to show appreciation for all the help looking to spend around 50 to $100 best a fan. Now, she's left her name out, so she won't. Uh, apparently, this is a sensitive subject because she doesn't want mom and dad to find out that she's reaching out to podcasts for gift help. And that's fine. She's 26. She's uh, living it up. Uh, the parents have helped. What do you give this? What do you give them? 50 to 100 is a great price. And usually I'm very anti gift certificate. But I think with parents like 
money to a nice restaurant in the neighborhood, a dinner out, like maybe theater tickets to a local production. I don't know what's happening in the world with COVID and stuff, but because parents don't want like I'm thinking it might be cute. uh, Like I remember one time someone did movie tickets with like snacks and little things like I like uh, maybe an experience, maybe a bunch of breads, cheeses, something to enjoy that your parent, but I don't know them, but that's what I'm, that's, that was my, that my initial instinct, but I will keep thinking while you think. That's a really nice initial thank you instinct where it's just something they get to enjoy. There's no, you know, you hopefully know mom and dad's preferences as far as food goes or their theater preferences, this kind of thing. All that said, I say split it right down the middle, get them each a gift card to Supercuts. (laughs) <laughs> they can go get matching haircuts. That's just top of my head. So that's, uh, look, you've got two options already, but uh, I mean, we can keep thinking. Or um, edible, if they're like a partier, if they're like, they like to get down a bottle of something, you know, cheers to you guys. Enjoy. Like if they moved her out of her place, you know, it's like enjoy this or some edibles if they like to party in that way too. Right. Very. Yeah. A bottle of something is very, is a nice traditional thank you gift. And then for me, for my mom, I don't know if this is a dad that like I always um, I love the store coming soon, like a really chic, fun houseware or a game they could play together, backgammon, and then they can learn backgammon together. Oh, now now you're hitting on something interesting, which is there's, you know, there's probably going to be a little bit of coldness at home. Mom and dad have probably grown apart over the years and suddenly the daughter has gone missing and they have to deal with each other. So a game or something that can kind of bring them together in a nice way. Look, here's me promoting again. Send them gift master. <laughs> yes, I think game. And then if they're going to spend time at home, like um, one of those heated foot massager things. I don't oh. know how much those are, but that's the, th- the heated foot massager a neck, like a thing to massage while they sit. Right. And kind of just in silence of and think about how their marriage has fallen is falling apart day by day what about sending them a cardboard cutout of you that's fun that feels like kind of a kitschy fun thing i'm missing uh you're missing me and they can put it wherever they want it's a sensitive thing for me because my ex did send me a cardboard cutout of herself when she couldn't make it to my birthday and then dumped me about nine days later Oh, you're kidding. Yes. Well, that's a weird move. So I had this giant cut cardboard of her <laughs> while she was like, uh, I'm out. I'm over this. <laughs> what did you do with the cardboard? Take it, it to was a shooting in California. Range? I was in New York. No, I don't know who I don't know if her friend took it or who has it or if it's in the tri- I have no idea. I hope it's decomposing somewhere. Yeah, that's a real weird move. Nine days out from a breakup to send that. That it's like you've been I mean. It not it takes a lot of time and effort, I imagine, to get a cardboard cutout of yourself. Obviously, the breakup was on your mind unless it was a split, dis- like last second decision. No, she brought she decided I got us a hotel room. It was like over 800 a night, like at the wife is gorgeous. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, it was like the whole one whole wall is glass. You see all of Manhattan. It's gorgeous. And oh. that's where she decided to be like, is this really going to work? And I'm like, not in the room. <laughs> Don't do it here. Devastating. (laughs) Don't do it here. Um, but anyways, yeah. So that might be um, a game, a foot massage. Yeah, you're the options are almost endless with uh parents who I can I have already assumed uh 
have grown tired of each other. But I like the cardboard cutout. Cardboard cutout's great. Or like great. a framed thing. Or yeah, that's like cheesy parent though. Like a framed thing of the family together. I don't know. Right. Wait, how about just a nice photo of yourself to hang on the fridge? Not 50 to $100 though. Well, I'm talking about a $100 photo that is, for some reason it costs $100. Either you got ripped off or it's printed on, you know, gold. Maybe it's a magnet, bridge magnet with you on it. That's just a tiny thing that goes along with the food or the theater tickets. Or yeah, like if they're you. foodie or even just like a sexy ass food basket with delicious things. Like who doesn't like to open a basket and be like, mm, yum, yum, yum. Like, of that's course, fun. that's always fun. I feel like that's the go to. Uh, and then, you know, I, I, of course, the uh, super cuts gift cards are always there if you can't find anything else. I hate that. Uh, or yeah, two pedicures. <laughs> pedicures that's good uh oh maybe a, a membership nice to uh, like an art museum or botanic garden very nice you are trying you were doing everything in your power to save this marriage <sighs> and i'm out here just trying to you know continue to push them apart you're trying to be fun it's like i just want to give her enough option you know i'm looking at my bart simpson cookie jar a cookie jar of like a thing they like is i like mine. oh i love a. I don't i surprisingly don't own a cookie jar I like a good cookie jar. They're very yeah. cute. I have a 101 Dalmatian one too, but it's at my parents' house. There used to be a cookie jar store in Chicago. Oh, I would have loved to visit that. Yeah, I got my sister a Flintstones. I mean, I was there. I, I loved the cookie jar store. <laughs> <laughs> get your parents a cookie jar. That's a, Everyone should get everyone in their life a cookie jar. That's Hell a fun yeah. thing to get. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? Just to be cheesy, a Build-A-Bear, do a little message. Sing them a song. <laughs> This, uh, a fan, I wish you had sent your name, uh, but that's okay. We're talking to you. We're talking to your parents. And, um, yeah, Lisa, I've had such a fantastic time. Oh, thank you. It's hard to go. I'm now I'm just like coffee table books, pajamas, <laughs> matching pajamas. <laughs> Aesop soap. <laughs> Aesop soap is good, though. Oh, that's a great gift that no one's ever given to me. Uh, I don't know what that says about my you relationships. You got to up your budget. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to start telling people $500 or more. The gift has got to be extremely expensive. Because I do like to follow rules when it, when it comes to that. But it is like, get, get some Aesop soap in the mix. I need, how do I get a billionaire on this podcast? You've had That's lots my of next celebrities. Goal. You had like a Kate Blanchett or something, or like Tony Collette. <laughs> like you had someone where I was like, what the we fuck had Emma is Thompson. going on? Yes. Wonderful Emma Thompson. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm talking billionaire and there are only a few of them, but I've got to get one of these assholes on my podcast and they've got to give me a car or a house. That's my we goal. We went from luxury soap to a car real quick. <laughs> How do I get someone on here so wealthy that buying me a car or house is just like nothing? That's did you wait? My question. Do you like Gaga? Did you watch the Gaga Netflix doc, the Five Foot Two? Look, no. Look, I haven't watched the documentary. I'm, you know, I could uh, take her or leave her. Okay, so she's driving to meet up with Mark Ronson, who's like a you know producer guy. Oh yeah, super producer. And she goes in and she goes, "Ugh, I hate your car. Sorry." <laughs> and it's like I gotta know, like, did she pay for it? Did she just send a gift? Did she take the car? Is he rich too? So he's like, I got it. Don't worry, I don't give a shit. We're about to get number wow. one hits. Like, I'm just like, what happened after she hit his car? That's wild. I need to know the end of that story. Uh, yeah, one day, hopefully, I can ask her. Uh, one day. Well, hopefully, one day she's on this podcast, despite the fact that I just said I could take her or leave her, <laughs> and she gives me a car. Gaga, reach out. Um. Okay. Well, this a is pleasure. the end. Of 
<laughs> I have had such a wonderful time and I've gotten two useful gifts. I'm just beyond beyond thrilled. Do you like to swim? I love to swim. I wish I had a swimming pool. I'll Again, rent a pool. billionaire, come I'll, out on the podcast. I'm going to rent this pool in the neighborhood one day. and we're, You we'll can rent a pool in the neighborhood? Yeah, it's not even that much. I have a special link that's not like on an app. And we, I've been, Lizzie's been with me. Kara got oh. us on this pool. And there's a hot tub too. We've got, okay. And I'll come swinging in with my new water bottle. Yes. It's going to be a thrill. Yes. Listener, you're not invited. I'm so sorry. <laughs> But uh, this is the end of the podcast, and I hope you've had as good of a time as we have. And if you haven't, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. You know, maybe this just wasn't working for you today. And I hope you don't hold it as get hold it against us. Uh, I hope that you return next week with a whole with the whole family. Bring the family next time. I love you. Take care of yourself. Be careful. Do what you need to do. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's produced and engineered by our dear friend, Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. You have to see the gifts. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do, considering everything I do for you. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads. When I invited you here, I thought I made myself perfectly clear. When you're a guest in my home, 